For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Well, I think there's one word to describe the Raiders' performance in a 36-20 loss to the New England Patriots, and that's wasted. I know there was so much optimism following the Monday night win over the New Orleans Saints, and it wasn't just that the Raiders won, but it was the way they won. They imposed their will over the Saints. But all of that was gone in the blink of an eye following the first quarter in Foxborough. And I'm sorry to say, if you bet on the Raiders in this one, they not only lost, they didn't come close to covering for you. But it's only one game, and if you're feeling good about the Raiders' chances next week at home against the undefeated Buffalo Bills, then head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Well, going into today's game, I knew it would be tough for the Raiders going across country for the second time in three weeks and doing it on a short work week. But at the same time, there were no fans in attendance. So you can make the argument this was really a neutral site game. But the Raiders were beaten in all three phases by the Patriots, and it wasn't even close. The offense shot itself in the foot on numerous occasions. The defensive line was manhandled at the point of attack. Our special teams really wasn't much better. And I thought Bill Belichick simply outcoached John Gruden. I'll go ahead and break down the four facets of the game and give each one a grade. And yes, I'm including coaching as one of those facets. And just FYI, there's no passing grades today. So let's begin with the offense. I said in my podcast previewing this game, Coach Bill Belichick was going to take away the Raiders' two best offensive weapons. Tied in Darren Waller and running back Josh Jacobs. So the question was, how would the rest of the offense step up? On Sunday, the Raiders, I felt, self-destructed, whether it was a turnover, costly penalty, or simply not making any halftime adjustments. On the Raiders' opening possession of the game, they were driving looking to take the lead when Josh Jacobs fumbled inside the red zone. Turnover number one, Raider Nation. A little later in the first quarter, following Jonathan Abrams' first career interception, the Raiders are facing a third and short in the red zone. Carr completes a pass to tight end Mark Carrier for an apparent first down, but it's nullified by offensive lineman Denzel Good, penalized for illegally being downfield. So right there in the first quarter alone, the Raiders left 10 points off the board. Let's move to the second quarter, and Good once again involved in a negative play. Two plays after the Patriots tie the game up at three, Good allows Carr to be sacked, and he fumbles. New England recovers, and they eventually kick another field goal to go up 6-3. 
Now, the Raiders' offense did put together a nice drive right before the end of the half. It was four plays, 75 yards. The big play was Carr hooking up with Hunter Renfro on a 27-yard pass play to the one-yard line. So after 30 minutes of play, the Raiders rushed the ball for 83 yards, but Waller was completely shut out in the first half. Carr didn't even target Waller one time in the first half. Okay, I looked at it as a split. Jacobs had a nice first half, and I felt like the Raiders could run all day on this Patriots defense. Gruden would make a halftime adjustment to get Waller involved in the passing game in the second half. The Raiders were right there in this one after scoring a touchdown in the half, and they were getting the ball to start the second half. But here's where the entire complexion of the game changed. Raiders take the second half kickoff. They go right down the field. And unfortunately, the drive bogs down. And the Raiders have to settle for a Daniel Carlson 41-yard field goal attempt. Now, he's been solid through the first two games. But he misses the game-tying field goal. What happens? The very next possession, the Patriots go right down the field. And they score a touchdown to take a 10-point lead. That's a 10-point swing right there, Raider Nation. Instead of being down just one score, Raiders find themselves trailing 10, and it just got uglier from there. Raiders went three and out on their next possession, and New England would go on to kick yet another field goal. And by the time the third quarter ended, the Raiders hadn't converted a third down. They were 0 for 5. Let's move on to the fourth quarter. And another play I thought was very pivotal. Raiders down 23-10. It's fourth down, and it's early in the fourth quarter. Fourth and five at the Patriots' seven-yard line. I thought they should have gone for a touchdown. Instead, Gruden decided to kick a field goal. The way New England was dominating the line of scrimmage, the Raiders' defense was on its heels. And I really believe if the Raiders had any hope of winning, they needed touchdowns instead of field goals. And then the icing on the cake, after the Raiders fell behind 16, and they're pinned deep in their own territory, Carr gets sacked in the end zone, fumbles, and the Pats recover for a touchdown. I mean, the Raiders scored a late touchdown, but it was simply window dressing to make the score look really closer than it was. Overall, the Raiders had five trips inside the red zone and came away with just 20 points. They scored 34 points in the first two games. That's 14 below their average, and it's simply not good enough, especially against a Bill Belichick team. Five possessions led to two touchdowns, two field goals, and a turnover. That's 15 points left off the board. Against a Belichick team, you have to score a touchdown on every time you get in the red zone to have an opportunity, I repeat, an opportunity to win. Raiders had 83 yards rushing at the half. They settled for 43 in the second half as Belichick made the necessary halftime adjustment to slow the Raiders' rushing attack. Jacobs finished with 71 yards on the ground. Darren Waller finished the game with two receptions for nine yards. And both of those came when the outcome of the game had already been decided. Waller was targeted just four times. Bill Belichick, like he always did, took away the Raiders' strengths, and the Raiders' offense simply had no answer. Here's what head coach John Gruden had to say about the lack of opportunities for Waller. 
we have a lot of good receivers. We didn't come in here today to target Waller every play. Uh, credit New England. They had a nice game plan. Uh, they got pressure on our quarterback a few times. We have Waller open. Uh, the film is out there for everybody to look at. But New England did a nice job. Uh, they did a better job than we did today. Whatever the reason is, the Raiders have got to do a better job of making adjustments to get their best receiver involved in the offense. That's the bottom line. As for Derek Carr, he did complete 75% of his passes for two touchdowns, but he turned it over twice on sacks, and the second one resulted in a Patriots touchdown. After the game, Carr said the turnovers were the difference. Our plan was great. I thought, you know, they had some plays, we had some plays. And it was close, you know, it was, it was fight, man. They, they'd take some away, I'd have to throw it away or run or try and scramble. Uh, but then we'd get what we wanted and we'd hit it, you know. And so the plan and all that kind of stuff was good. Uh, it's the turnovers, man. Like the first the first turnover, they they look make it look like, man, they play zone. We get the exact coach called a perfect play. Josh made a perfect read. I went to throw it to him, you know. And then I just, I got hit, you know, from the other side, which happens. And then. The other turnover, Josh down in the red zone, obviously he doesn't fumble the ball a lot, man. You know, he wants that one back. And then the fumble down on when we were backed up, I got, I went to step up. They, again, they played a zone. I went to step up and go through my read, had a little pressure to my left. I tried to step, or to my right, try to step up. And then as I was getting hit, man, I just tried to get the ball out of the end zone, you know, uh, so we didn't have a safety, but then end up fumbling because the second guy hit it out. So I sit there and I say, yeah, I mean, they won the game and, uh, you know, they, they, they took it over in the second half, but I feel confident in what we came in with. You know, I, there was never a, uh, a moment where I was like, man, they just have our number. You know, man, they just got us. Like, we, they got us on a couple, but we, you know, we threw it and ran it uh, very efficiently and how we wanted to, especially with the shots we were able to hit. I understand the Raiders were missing two offensive linemen, but they were also missing nearly all of last week against the Saints as well. And how much did the offense miss rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs III? I'm sure they did, but it's up to the other Raiders to step up offensively. Every team is dealing with injuries, and injuries are simply a part of the game. Derek Carr passed Daryl LaMonica for second place on the Raiders' all-time touchdown pass list with his 149th. Hall of Famer and my favorite all-time Raider, Kenny Stabler is the franchise leader with 150 touchdown passes. Well, by the way, the Raiders finished the game three for nine on third down efficiency. Overall, I give the offense a D in this one. Let's look at the defense now. And for the first quarter, I thought they played well. Mason Crosby picked up one of his two sacks, and Jonathan Abram had his first career interception to set up the Raiders' offense with a short field. But it took the Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, about one quarter to figure out the Raiders' defense. New England's offensive line began to dominate, and they held the ball for 11 minutes of the second quarter and 19 minutes overall in the first half as the Patriots led by three. Raiders defensive coordinator Paul Gunther didn't make any halftime adjustments, and the Pats took full advantage. New England running back Sony Michelle had two long runs of 26 and 38 as he recorded his fifth 100-yard rushing day. He chewed up the Raiders' defense for 117 yards, and he did it on just nine carries. That's 13 yards a carry. Overall, the Patriots rushed for 250 yards. 250! They averaged 6.6 .6 yards a carry. 
And if the Patriots weren't running the ball down the Raiders' throats, and they were running screenplays to the left or to the right side of the field, didn't matter. The Raiders' defense simply had no answer as running back Rex Burkhead led the Patriots with a career-high three touchdowns. John Gruden on the Patriots' successful running game today. When you hand the ball off and there's nobody there, it's, it's, it's a lot more than that. I give Cam credit, give the Patriots credit. Uh, we got to take a good look at what happened on those plays. Obviously, we missed some tackles, and we had a couple players out of their gap. And um, not, against, not against the New England Patriots, not against anybody. Very true, Coach. It's just one game. But if the Raiders' D gets torched like that week in and week out, it's going to make for a long season. I thought Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was rather pedestrian. He did have one long run in the fourth quarter, but he didn't have to be anything special the way the Patriots' O-line manhandled the Raiders' front line. Newton finished the game 17 for 28 for just 162 yards and one touchdown. There were a couple of bright spots on the Raiders' defense. Max Crosby picked up his first two sacks of the season. Now that gives the Raiders three sacks on the season. No other way to sugarcoat that. Three sacks in three games is not good. Jonathan Abram, he recorded his first interception, and the Raiders' D now has back-to-back games with an interception. At the same time, we all saw a lot of replays of Abram whiffing on tackles. But he was not alone because the entire defense simply wasn't good enough on Sunday. Following the loss, Max Crosby says the Raiders' defense lacks discipline right now. Like I said earlier, you know, I think it was just discipline. I think we have to make tackles. You know, we got to make tackles in space. We got to stay in our gas. We got to have, you know, more penetration up front. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, it was, it was a close game. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're up by like 20 out of nowhere. So um, that's the NFL, you know, especially playing the Patriots. They're a dynasty. You know, the team knows how to win. Um, so we just got to get better. Um, we got to be more consistent. And we got to play better every down. It's only one game, and I'll say it again. This defense is a work in progress. Because of the two sacks and the one turnover, I'll give the Raiders' defense a D grade. How about the special teams? I praised kicker Daniel Carlson the first two weeks after he hit 54-yard field goals against the Panthers and Saints. But his 41-yard miss on the opening drive was inexcusable. It would have tied the game up at 13. Instead, on the ensuing drive, the Patriots march right down the field, score a touchdown, and that put them up 10 points. And then later in the fourth quarter, the Raiders trailing by 16. Wide receiver Rico Gafford took a kickoff one yard deep in the end zone. And instead of taking a knee and bringing it out to the 25-yard line, he was trying to make a big return, but was tackled at the 12. But to make matters worse, Devontae Booker was called for a block in the back. What happens on the very next play? Raiders working out of the shadow of their own end zone. Carr gets sacked. Fumbles. Pats recover for a touchdown. Now, I understand the game was probably out of reach at that point, but it's the little things like that. Taking a touchback so the ball goes out to the 25-yard line and the Raiders' offense has some breathing room to work with. I'll give the Raiders' special teams a D grade as well. Finally, the coaching. I understand the Raiders are still very much a work in progress, and everyone was sky high with excitement coming off the win against the Saints on Monday night. That was Gruden at his finest. Being balanced on offense, pounding the rock with Josh Jacobs, 
Carr spreading the wealth around to a variety of receivers and the Raiders playing physical football, chewing up the yards and chewing up the clock. But that formula didn't work this week, and I felt like the Raiders never made any adjustments. They were sloppy, committing six penalties. Coming into the game, they had six penalties in the first two games combined. Three turnovers. It's going to be hard to beat any team giving it away that many times, but especially a Bill Belichick-led team. The Raiders had to find a way to get Darren Waller involved, and they never really did. In the second half, Jacobs and the Raiders' running game was stymied, yet Gruden was determined to give him the ball when the Raiders were playing catch-up the entire second half. Defensive coordinator Paul Gunther's unit played well for 15 minutes, and from then on out, it was a nightmare. Patriots' game plan was simple. Control the line of scrimmage and run up the Raiders till they stop us. And they never did. Where were the adjustments, Paul Gunther? Raiders coaching staff, I'm going to give you a D as well. Well, next up are the undefeated Buffalo Bills. That's a home game for the Raiders next Sunday afternoon. That's going to do it for this edition of the Raiders Believe in Podcast. Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Raider Nation, thanks so much for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.